welcome to another episode of the seven podcast this is about the third episode i have with me sheree she's one of the people that i look up to and definitely inspires me um she runs multiple businesses one being black san diego a community of black entrepreneurs that have come together to um, network and keep the money in the black community um her other business is sack realty which helped me close on my first property which pretty much changed my life in a, in a sense so it helped me pay off most of my debt so that that i feel like forever grateful for that um and yeah thank you for um, taking your time out for coming here today to do this podcast well we're in a zoom call but thank you for coming taking your time out because you could be doing anything i know how busy your schedule is um but yeah how you doing today and um introduce yourself yes um hi so thank you for having me um busy is like an understatement i know that i probably i think i rescheduled on you like twice this week because my schedule has been here there and everywhere so thank you for being flexible and again thank you for having me um so yes, so my name is Shri, and I run a nonprofit organization called Black San Diego. Um, we started six years ago in 2016, um, a way to kind of really bring the community together. Um, if you are from San Diego or you've ever visited San Diego, you know that we do not have a Black neighborhood. So we essentially created an online Black community, and what we strive to do is really kind of create a platform for Black entrepreneurs, Black business owners, and Black professionals in order to strengthen and empower our community. Uh, right now, our platform, which is solely based on Facebook, is um, we have 42,000 members now. Uh, we are also on Instagram, where we have about 11,000 followers. Uh, we do have a website, um, and we have been able to collect a directory of over 600 Black-owned businesses. So if you think there's no Black people in San Diego, it's a lie. We're here. We're just really spread out. Um, in addition to Black San Diego, um, I am broker owner of Sac Realty. I've been in real estate, the real estate industry for about 15 years now, um, really focused on real estate residential in the last nine years. And in 2017, I decided to take a, a large leap of faith and start my own real estate company. I now have six agents underneath me and we cover all of Southern California. Um, so that's LA County, Orange County, Riverside County, and then all of San Diego County. So if you're interested or know anybody, um, definitely we are a team to really help everybody. Um, so yeah, so thanks for having me. Looking forward to chatting with you today. For sure, for sure. Uh, did you have any breakfast or any coffee or any tea yet? No, I had some muscle milk this morning after my workout. <laughs> Got that good protein in me this morning for breakfast. So, <laughs> okay, you a morning person? Yep. I am not a morning person. Um, I'm not an early riser. Um, it's so crazy because when I started my company and um, left corporate America, everybody says in order to be a successful CEO, you got to be up at 5 a.m you got to be doing this, you got to be doing that. And I really tried to do that. And I was so miserable, like I hated it. And once I started realizing that I'm not a morning person, I'm not an early riser and was like, work for me starts at nine, sometimes it might start at 12 and I'm happy. <laughs> Business and work still gets done. So yeah. yeah. I, I'm blessed to be able to just wake up when I feel like it and just go to sleep when I feel like yeah. it at this point. That I good life. Stock, yeah, <laughs> I, I do. The, I wake up in time for the stock market because it uh, opens up nine thirty Eastern time. So, 
Right. I wake up just in time for that. Right. So, but um, after that, I'm done. I might be. And then go back to bed. sleep. Yeah. <laughs> stay in bed. I ain't got nothing else to do. So it's cold in right. Chicago. So ain't really that many places to go, especially with COVID. So I'm gonna stay to right. my money at this point. Can't relate. <laughs> can't relate um, it's hot it's been hot the last few days yeah, and we're already we, 73 degrees right now <laughs> we live like a totally opposite life like i have like almost right. no, bills, no responsibilities <laughs> but um <laughs> you definitely do so um how do you like normally like start your day and you, you always work out yeah so um i do have a personal trainer um i train with him three times a week and then um in between that, I try and um, do something. Um, I really like rollerblading. So um, that's kind of like my thing too. But normally go drop my girls off, go to the gym, and then I come home and I, I start working from there. Um, and then my day is kind of, um, I don't, I try and control my day, but sometimes my day controls me. And with real estate, you never know what your day is going to bring you. So it could be home inspection. It could be property viewing, writing offers, phone calls, meetings. Um, so really, uh, but I always, that hour in the gym, I leave my work phone like in the car and I just try and focus on that hour of me and like my self-care and just like really um, take care of me. So that's, good. that's what's up. I know um, working out is good for like, I don't know, like after I, after I work out, I feel like my my blood flowing i'm thinking clearly i'm I wonder is that the same for you like does it help you with your your line of work yeah it does um i used to take my work phone in the gym and then i realized that it kind of diffused the purpose oh, yeah. so <laughs> it really allows me to yeah because i'm stopping answering calls or sending text messages but um that hour just really allows me to like really start my day like you said get the blood flowing i'm really trying to prepare my mental um, it really just clears my head so that way I can be like have the best day ever um, really some days when I don't feel like working out or feel like getting up just really getting into the gym it definitely comes out at a new person like okay I'm ready to start my day I'm ready to do whatever I need to do to get the day done so it definitely is very helpful um, I always say I want to live forever but really I mean I know that's not realistic but really for me it's more so a matter of being healthy, you know, and living a really good life. I mean, I see people in their 60s, 70s, like with a walker mm-hmm. or just not really capable of kind of moving around. I don't want to be like that. So I really just try and take care of myself and really working out. So that way, when I say I live, want to live forever, it means that I just want to live a really healthy and good life until it's, to, until it's my time to go. So yeah, I mean, we all have that mindset that we could, we can live forever based on how we feel, right? I guess, but um, right, mm-hmm. that, that time is definitely gonna come. And um, you, you, are you like vegan or? No, I say I'm a part-time vegan. So, and what that Same. means is that some days, yeah, some days like I'll eat meat, and then some days I'll go days without eating meat. Yeah. So it really just like yeah kind of go up and down I think the longest I made without meat was probably like um almost two months and Mm. then it's just my life is so busy and I know it's not an excuse because there's I mean vegans who have went years and years but sometimes it's if you don't plan and with my busy schedule it's so easy for me to just like 
go somewhere and grab like burger and fries and keep my day going, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So it really is hard. I wish there were more like fast food vegan spots or something, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's like a grab and go and I don't, I don't have time and I would need to like meal prep some vegan items, but I do see the benefit in it. Um, but definitely sometimes I like my steak. So I'm definitely part-time. <laughs> yeah, definitely love steak, but like, I could go, I go a while. I try to um, go a while without eating it on meat, whatever. But if I smell some fried chicken, it's over. It's it's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see. I like the ch- I like the skin. <laughs> mm-hmm. Have you have you tried that on um, the KFC uh, Impossible Nuggets? That's not, don't think. No, that's scary. No, are mm-hmm. they good? <laughs> um, no, okay. I haven't. I seen them. I don't. I wasn't. It doesn't look that appetizing to me. So I just okay. kept it moving. But, right. Um, see, I don't want um if I'm gonna go vegan, like I wanna do like the real deal. Like don't try and recreate yeah um meat. So I would yeah, when I'm not eating meat, it's really like a lot of veggies, a lot of fruits. Um I always say like it's large size sides, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't wanna try and recreate something. I just feel like that's just as unhealthy as eating, you know, some McDonald's or something. Yeah. So yeah so like where you from are you like born and raised in san diego actually i'm not um so i was actually born in hayward california so i'm from the bay area all of my family is from the bay um so i would say like i was born in the bay but san diego raised me um but i both consider both of them home um all of my family is from the bay area Um, I actually only have my mom out here in San Diego and the rest of my family is in the Bay Area. So that's why I say like it's both. I spent summers in the Bay Area because I used to go visit my dad. So, I mean, I'm going to claim the Bay all day, every day. Um, But definitely um, San Diego is, you know, true and through as well. For sure. For sure. I know I've been to the Bay a couple of times. Do you fly or drive? Mm Because I drove that twice. And the first time I did it, I was like, I'm not doing this shit again. (laughs) <laughs> and second time that was definitely my last time i never went again right next time i go i'm definitely flying but flying yes yeah, so i'm not really much of a road trip person anymore um when i was younger though um i mean i had no choice i wasn't driving but we used to my mom used to drive us up there all the time um me and my my younger brother and um i remember hating road trips and so even now as an adult, I hate road trips. And I think because we did so many of them that mm-hmm. I don't like, even for Vegas, I know it's oh, like yeah. four and a half hours. Yeah. I still would take a flight. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I think LA is probably like my cutoffs, my cutoff, but even still, depending on what I'm doing in LA, like I still might take that like 30 minute flight to mm-hmm. LA just so I don't have, I can avoid being on the road. So yeah, no road trips, yeah. please. Yeah. For the most part now. At this point in my life, I'm not really a road tripper because I've done my fair share of driving. Like I said, I went to um, I went to the Bay twice driving. I've been to Vegas about three, four times driving. Um, I went to, I drove to Houston last year. And then this year I drove from Cali to Chicago. So that took, mm-hmm. took the rest of the life out of me for <laughs> road tripping. Yeah, see. Um, if, if I no, road trip, you. it definitely got to be with somebody. Because driving right. alone is just a lot of time for thinking. Like, <laughs> you think about everything, yeah. like, anything you could think of, you think of. So I would just be listening to podcasts and stuff. So that's how I ended right. up stumbling, stumbling upon um, 
starting one because I was listening to Millionaire Mindsets and they have an episode talking about how they started and I was like hmm maybe I could do that so I just started looking more into it and I just jumped into it I just got everything I needed to get just went into it so is this your first podcast um I've been on a couple before um so now I've been on a few here and there over the years yep okay so you like familiar with it and everything like so you're not nervous um I still get nervous when I have to speak on anything I'm really shy I'm an introvert people don't think that because of Black San Diego and how I'm always at speaking and have speaking engagements and all that I know podcasts but yeah I guess extremely yeah I get extremely nervous still yeah so I'm the same (laughs) I'm exactly the same like I'm a whole introvert but yeah here I am I I actually created Black New York, I created Black New York, Black Chicago, Black Alabama, and a Black Gulf Coast. Um, I created those group, um groups based off of what you did. So, you basically inspired okay, me to do nice. those. So, I was hoping like one day in the future, something when COVID, hopefully COVID's gone, whatever, we could all have a reunion, something like a cookout or whatever. That'd be dope. But that's that's probably. Dope. Uh, well, yeah, definitely, I'm an introvert and doing this podcast is like definitely out of my comfort zone so i feel like in a weird like in a sense because we're both aries and we're both introverts and one thing i have trouble doing is wrapping my head around the fact that i inspire people or whatever because like people will tell mm-hmm. me you motivate me bro and you oh you doing this blah, blah. and i just be like eh. <laughs> i don't really <laughs> feel it like when people tell me i motivate okay. them i don't know one i don't know if it's and like 100% genuine when they tell me on I don't know if they were just trying to stick around for when I'm actually unsuccessful but another side of me actually appreciates it I just don't know how to show it do you feel the same way or um it I do feel that way um I'm definitely in a position of being introvert and shy like I'm very socially awkward so then um when people say things like that like I feel like I'm just living my life you know I never um went into a situation or went into like anything I do with Black San Diego or real estate or just in life in general thinking that I was going to inspire people like I just be out here living my life so then when people are like man like you're awesome or I look up to you or you make me want to do this and I'm just kind of like uh, uh, okay thanks like I don't know <laughs> what to say you know um in that sense of because I I don't you know I didn't step into a role thinking that this is what it is but then I know that um I guess God called me to to be here and do this and I'll just be out here doing things um just trying to live you know so did you always want to be a real estate agent no it's crazy I did not um so I went to Cal State Long Beach and I have a degree in business admin with a focus on finance real estate and business law well I went to be um, in the financial field, and but because of my classes, I had to take real estate classes, and I got a C in both of my real estate classes because I was just not focused. I was like, "This is stupid. Who would want to be a C, realtor?" Man. You know? A yeah, C. I was getting C's <laughs> like in real in my real estate classes because I just wasn't interested in it. And then, um, yeah. So then, um, once I graduated and I started working, um, I worked for a property management company and. My boss, I was actually um, a property management accountant, 
And he said, hey, I'm going to get my real estate license. I mean, he's like, I'm going to start a real estate company. You should get a real estate license. And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. Like, I don't have anything else to do. Like, why not? You know? And I went past the first time and bam, I was like instant realtor. Um, but I was still focused on the accounting aspect. I would do like one or two deals a year. Um, and then people started knowing me as a realtor. They didn't even know I was an accountant. People don't even know that I was an accountant at all. They only saw me as a realtor. And when I left corporate two years ago, I um, decided to focus strictly on real estate and it works. Like here I am, like, it's just, it really works. So I always feel that um, God has a way of moving your feet. God has a way of putting you in a position to where you're supposed to be. And had somebody told me that I was going to be in this position, I would have probably laughed because, you know, you come up with your plan, you do your whole vision board every year. And now that I look back, it's like, it's, it's not really your plan. It's God's plan. And so I'm very thankful to be in this position. I actually left corporate right before COVID. So it was like perfect timing because um, my kids were out of school. So I was able to be at home with them. Um, and then I was just in a position to where not only could I be at home with them, but then I didn't have to be worried about going to work or worried about what's going on with my job. It was like, literally, I could do my own thing at that time. So that's just that. So you, you basically like dodged COVID. You got, got out at the right time. Now you're living a life. Yep. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, you talking about you got C's in, in real estate and you do it well, so I don't understand <laughs> yeah. how you got C's. You should go back to that school and be like, this is what I do, so <laughs> y'all want to change my grade? Change my grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But um, you have any, like, lessons learned from doing real estate? Like, any um, nightmare stories? Ooh, I have plenty of those. Um, <laughs> What's, like, one of the worst Man, there is, um, <laughs> yeah, like, real estate is... I mean, it's definitely fun, um, but it's not always pretty. And it's when people are saying they want to get into real estate, I'm like, well, why? You know, I always ask that question, like, why? Because I feel like we make it look pretty and good on social media, but there's always those, like, nightmare kind of stories. Um, I remember this a few years ago, I had a client that wanted to buy a home, and we went to go view this home. Super nice home really cute like starter home and they were relocating from Arizona well I remember seeing this big huge crack um on the wall and I was like oh we can get a home inspection and kind of see what's going on with that um if your offer gets accepted so offer gets accepted um inspector was like you need to get further evaluation on this so we got a um a foundation specialist to go out there and see what was going on Turns out that there was a room addition onto the home. Now, we, the home was probably built in like the 50s. So the mm-hmm. home had already settled exactly where it was supposed to be. Well, this room addition was done probably like two to three years prior. So it was settling. But the way it was settling, it was a settling away from the home. So essentially, it was like falling apart from the home. Like it was just completely, these two, this room addition was separating. So they had to put some beams underneath and raise it up. Well, in the process of them raising it up, these two big bolts went into the wall. So then they created another problem. So my clients ended up buying this home. It had to get repaired. This was probably like my longest escrow. It took 180 days for this home to close. 
Yes. So my clients waited. They were very patient until the home um, was repaired and fixed. But it ended up being about twenty, thirty thousand dollars to get this home repaired. Um, wow. So that way they can have their home. So yeah. So that was probably like my very interesting, very nightmare, very <laughs> longest escrow. I had to look to like this had to be a record for the longest escrow ever. Yeah. Um, but they were happy that, at the end, but that, yeah. That they was even patient to wait that long. Like, I would have probably moved on to, like, another home. <laughs> I'm going to get another go. house. I need to go. <laughs> I need a house, like, right now, because this ain't it. I'm trying, right to now. I'm trying to get BH, and you're not, you're not helping right now. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. I was just like, man, this is crazy. But they, they waited it out, and, yeah, that was just things that they just don't tell you in, in real estate school, like, that this might be something, you know? So definitely a lot of nightmares in real estate. Um, it's definitely a crazy market, especially now when people are bidding 100K over axing. And mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's definitely, it's like, if you don't have cash, you don't have kind of, you don't have room to play at this point. So yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, yeah, like that, I had my own, my nightmare story when, like, I know when, we was in the process of selling my home. That thing happened under the tub, and I yeah. didn't know. How, I didn't know how that was like happening because, like, I can't inspect that. I can't look under the tub, right. and then for the tenant under me to tell me that water's leaking on this um through their uh, ceiling. I was like, what? And then to get that repaired, <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's crazy. But it turned out, it turned out well, and everything worked out. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. No, for sure. Yeah, you just never know what's gonna happen in real estate. So, <laughs> oh yeah, and then definitely yeah. you brought up um how to like it looks pretty on Instagram or, or social media. Everything looks pretty on social media because that's people want to show you their best work. But uh, also, right. um, yeah, you, you get caught up in seeing people making these big checks and the the big houses they're selling, and like they got TV shows. I, I think I I seen a TV show the other day. It's like a real estate TV show in Atlanta. These on females. Yeah, they got like the sun selling sunset and the ladies who list. Um, they have like all of those things. Um, mm. of course, a lot of that stuff is scripted, but <laughs> yeah, they really don't show like what we what we kind of have to to deal with, you know, or how many. Yes, we closed on a home or whatever, but how many offers did you have to write before you got an offer accepted? You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there are always those. Yeah, like there's always those things in the and too. Like a lot of times people feel like we're overpaid, but then I look at it like the amount of hours, like we work 24-7. There's like no time off, you know. It's not like you clock out on Friday, you got your weekend to you, like, no, we still working. And um sometimes if you're working with a client six months and you're showing like all these homes, you're writing in offers, you're you're, you're their therapist, their counselor, like their marriage counselor, like all these things. And you start mm-hmm. really calculating how many hours you're putting into. Like sometimes we may only make like $5 an hour. Like we're below minimum wage, you know, because mm-hmm. the amount of time that we're putting into um, all the things that we are dealing with clients and stuff. You And that's why I tell people like, if you, when you're picking a realtor, like you have to really like your realtor, you have to, because you're going to spend so much time with them. You're going to be talking to them all the time and -hmm. you would hate to have to call somebody. And then like, y'all don't, y'all not getting along because then it's just a disaster from there. Um, What's like some tips you would give um, some future realtors 
like that you would have known or you wish you would have known before you started? Um, so I, man, I would say like ask questions, like a lot of questions, um, because so when I'm interviewing agents, I always ask the question of why real estate? And if people, if their answer is, I want to make a bunch of money, then I tell them that this isn't the industry for you. Um, really, you got to have a passion for it. You have to have the love for it. Um, really understanding what you're getting yourself into, because like I said, it's not all pretty. Um, and really have your clients um, first in mind when you're into real estate. Also, like, learn everything that you can. Real estate doesn't prepare you for um, everything. Um, a lot of stuff that's on the test is not really, like, in the real world. Um, mm -hmm. So for me, when I started, like, I'm really, like, self-taught, you know? Like, I had a broker, which was my boss at the time. Um, we were so focused on property management that there was no training. There wasn't time to do anything. Um, I literally attended workshops, webinars you name it, I did it to kind of learn everything that I possibly could learn about the business. I always tell people like, no matter what you're doing, no matter what business, what hobby, whatever, your workouts, life, I don't know, whatever it is that you're doing, like perfect it, like perfect your craft. Um, because if there are 20,000 realtors and most of the time people know like five or 10, what's going to separate you from everyone else? So mm -hmm. it's really just perfecting your craft. So um, I wish I would have had better mentorship when I started. Um, so definitely think like when you're starting out, it's find a mentor, somebody that's willing to spend time with you and educate you and allowing you to shadow them. Um, and then just really as you grow, like I have a real estate coach. Um, I've been with him for the last maybe like five months now and has mm -hmm. definitely made a huge difference in my business. Um, so if you can afford it, definitely like get a coach, you know, um, and if you cannot like mentor, find somebody that's willing to do free mentorship to kind of really um, help you along the way. So for sure, I definitely probably need a mentor for stocks because I be getting greedy, don't know when to take profit. And I just be <laughs> sometimes I be in profit and don't take it and end up losing all my money. I'm like, damn. I need somebody. I need somebody behind my shoulder to tell me to take it, take it now. Because <laughs> if not, I won't take it. But um, yeah, like I said, either um, they don't show you the real side of um, real estate on these TV shows, and um, that's what like these podcasts are for, so people can know. And um, that's why I actually created this podcast, so like I can tap into every field of entrepreneurship like like uh, real estate agents chefs any any way former uh, way you can make money i want to tap into that field to see how it is and so people could be aware of how it really is to, to know if they actually want to pursue it or not because some people like you said they, they look at your um look at you and um you want to be a realtor because all of the it looking good like it, um it was good on um, pictures and everything but um right. yeah and yeah. i think people try to measure your their success to your success mm -hmm. without realizing like what you've done to get to where you are you know exactly. like if you're in the first real year of your real estate career and then you're looking at somebody who's been in it nine years like me like it took me a lot 
to get to where I am. You know, it didn't, I didn't wake up one day and was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna kill it. Like I'm killing it. You know, mm-hmm. like it literally the last two years, by the time I hit year seven, that's when I really started killing it. So you mm-hmm. can't compare your year one to somebody's like year 10 or even their year five, because it just doesn't work like that. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it is possible based on how many people, you know, da, 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 and how good you actually know your stuff. But um, for the most part, mm-hmm. yeah, it actually takes a time and people don't realize that they um they don't see you like what they, what they said. Um, he wasn't with me shooting in the gym. So they don't see yep. that uh, <laughs> behind the scenes. <laughs> they don't see the behind the scenes right. and all the hard work it took. They just want to instant gratification. Like they want that that six figure check like you like you get in. And yeah. They want to be millionaires from from overnight. I mean, some people, I always tell people, like, it's not impossible, but what are you willing to do to get there? You know, Um, some people don't show up for themselves every day and you have to show up every day. It's not going to be handed to you. And I always feel like if you want something, um, you have to prepare for it. You know, it's like, have you prepared yourself for what you've been praying for? So if you're not getting exactly what you're praying for, then it's either you haven't prepared yourself or God is telling you like, not yet. Um, so that's how I look at it. Like I have to create that space to get exactly what I want and not just thinking I'm gonna wake up and it's just handed to me. Like, that's just not the way the world works. So Yeah. Facts. Um, you could talk about a little bit more about Black San Diego. Is, I, is that like a, you said it's a nonprofit um, organization? Yes. So mm-hmm. um, so what made you start that and how, how did you go about that? Because um, I have a nonprofit too, but I haven't really like taken it off yet. Like haven't really put much work into it. I'm waiting to get like more funds and everything. So I don't know how you started yours, but mine, I feel like I need more funds and I'll get it like started more later down the line. I got the name and everything done, the logo. So in the future, I'll, I'll kick it off. But yeah, how about how about you? Yeah, so Black San Diego came about, um, so with real estate, it was, I would go to like networking events, um, trying to grow my business, and sometimes I would be like the only Black person there, and so definitely made you feel like you was the only Black person there, so I always felt like I had to um, oversell myself. I had to like shoot off my resume because it was like, what are you doing here? Like, why are you here? What makes you so good that you have to be in this space, you know? (laughs) And so I would be like, yeah, I got a college degree and I'm a broker and I got this and I got that. And then it was like, oh, come sit next to us. You know, it was, it almost felt like I was begging for a seat at the table. Mm -hmm. And um, I would leave out of there like so frustrated. And I was like, man, I would like to have, um, a networking event where it was like more of us, or even if it's just like all of us, like my community. So my business partner, Tanisha, um, happened to make a post on Facebook and was like, um, where are the black owned businesses at? And because she wanted to start, create a directory. And I told her I had this idea. So we met up at her house, at her kitchen table, and we created Black San Diego. So she wanted to get the directory started. I wanted to hold a networking event. So we started a a group and we did an event and we had over a hundred people show up to um, the first networking event. And people were like, this was so amazing. I feel like you should do this, keep going. So we actually started an LLC Um, from there. 
And then we just started holding um, networking events like every month. Um, as we started growing and taking off, it really kind of turned into a business without it, us even thinking it was going to turn into a business. And so we decided last year that we were going to turn it into a nonprofit um, that we felt that was going to be better for for the overall organization. Now we can get grants, we can get money, we can get help, we can have resources. Um, so that's kind of like the direction that we kind of went to. And it's a lot better um, going the nonprofit route. And people are just so, I mean, even before the nonprofit, I mean, people just love the aspect. And as we started growing in business, we realized that our favorite restaurant would be there one day and then it would be gone tomorrow. And it was like, well, why? And the reason being is like, they don't have the resources for marketing. They didn't have the resources for staying afloat. Um, so we, as Black San Diego, we create that, you know, we create the advertising space um, where people can come in there and post their business. And now they're being seen by 42,000 people. Um, or if they decide that they want us to advertise for them, then we will post. And now they have even more chance or we pin it at the top, highlight them, go taste, you know, taste or review their business. Um, so really it's just about connecting networking and just really trying to help people like stay in business you know I think a lot of times when people are creating a business this is their passion maybe it's a hobby that turned into a business and um, I definitely feel like people can definitely make money doing what they're passionate about mm -hmm. but when you have a community like us that doesn't grow up in business where we didn't see our mom our dad our aunt our uncle that um had a business you know, then how do we know how to run one? you like, yes, we can do a product or service, but we don't know how to, um, the business part of it. And when we started this, we saw that so many people were operating a business, but they had no paperwork. You know, they didn't have simple paperwork. So it was just like, a, it was just so many components to it that was like, okay, we have to do this. And we're just going to keep growing and going. I don't know where, where we're going to end up, but I definitely love seeing all the new businesses pop up um, from Black San Diego and a lot of the connections that are being made. I probably wouldn't have met the half the people I met because of Black San Diego, like you. I met you through Black San Diego. Yep. So it's just like all those things that are coming full circle and definitely grateful for that. So it's crazy because, like, um, yeah, I'd be, I used to be in Black San Diego all the time looking for photography gigs and anytime somebody was looking for a photography gig after being in a, after um, for a while um people would actually tag you so you don't even got to come to the group mm -hmm. like people would right. like um tag you and recommend you and that was like right. the dopest thing so that's what made me want to create black new york and i know after three years we don't have as many members as you after a while i was like i mean i might close this group because it's not reaching the the amount of people like like black san diego but i'm gonna just keep it going i'm gonna just let it keep growing because like it's like a self-sustaining group like people will just keep coming in and posting right and obviously you gotta like filter out the um post and everything by approving and everything how how's that process right. like approving posts because i know you get like a whole bunch per day so how does that go yes um we get about a thousand posts a day so when people are complaining, why haven't my post been approved? Well, that's why. So we do ask for 24 to 48 hours um, for approval. Um, I feel like half the posts 
um, don't even fit the guidelines. So Mm -hmm. a lot of it is spent like deleting and weeding out um, things like that. Yeah. So just trying to clear it out. Um, it definitely becomes time consuming. I mean, we have somebody that is helping us and I know people always say like, I want to help. I want to help. Like, I don't mind helping, but sometimes there's such sensitive information, um, that's on there that we can't just enlist any and everybody, you know, Mm -hmm. um, just because some people are posting like, you know, are they want to post like, Hey, can you keep me anonymous? I'm going to domestic violence situation I really need to get out I'm really trying to do this whatever um so if we had any Joe Blow that was helping us and they see that or if they know the person you know are they going to take screenshots so yes we're thankful for people that want to help us but Mm -hmm. it's just such sensitive information sometimes that we really have to keep it really small um Mm -hmm. so that way we know that hey, the information that's being shared is correct. And then the people that really need help or assistance that we can provide them private assistance um, in that aspect. Um, The group gets a little crazy sometimes, a little rowdy. And I know that people will start complaining that, um, oh, this this group is ghetto or it's too much, it's that. But I like literally, like I'm in a, a Netflix group. I'm in a single moms group and both of these groups are have others in them and they're just as bad you know like my Netflix group they be in there complaining about and arguing over movies my single moms group is fighting over um what happened with their custody agreement things like that you know and I just feel like it's not a black thing I feel like it's a group thing when you have 42,000 people in one group who have different personalities, different opinions, different everything, like you're going, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be some argument. And I always say we're one big dysfunctional family at the cookout. And like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like how many times have you been to a cookout and your uncle and your auntie start fighting? Like, that's just what it is. Like, it's just going to happen. It's inevitable. So the approval, pro- the approval process does get a little tricky. The group gets a little tricky too, but I figure we agree to disagree and then we move on. Like we still friends, we still family, we still homies. So. Yeah. I go to, I know there's a lot of posts that don't belong in the group. So just a lot of deleting. I know um, when I come across people that like posting consistently, like their work or whatever, I just right. pre-approve them. So I don't have to um, approve them anymore. Cause that's just um, time I'm saving, just clicking approve. So. Right. Do you have any like book recommendations? I always I want to start asking people that. Um yes. So I actually read, huh man, I, it's um 
So my coach had me read these two books recently. Um, let me make sure I can find it so I can give the exact title. Um, but I read The War of Art and I read Turning Pro. Um, these are both by Stephen Pressfield. Um, you should read The War of Art first and then Turning Pro because Turning Pro will kind of reference The War of Art. So you definitely want to know what's in there. Um, those are really good. It's really just changing your mindset to turn in order to turn pro. And I know a lot of times people think, well, I'm already pro. Like I, I got this, you know? And like, although I feel like I could sell water to a well, like I feel like I got that. I know that I don't know everything. And so um, both of those books, I highly recommend. I'm actually reading The Cult of the Customer right now. And that just like, getting into the mindset of your clients so that way you can better serve them um so I do like those and then I also read um shoes that I always read it's called the giving I believe something like that let me double check though um uh, shoes I think it's called like the giving um that one was really good it's really about just really giving. That's basically what it is. And I always felt that was really, um, really resonate. I always feel like the more you give is the more you get. And when you're always kind of like taking from people, um, like, you know, get like, I, I don't know. I just feel like definitely it is a, a world of giving. And I know that sometimes I don't mind helping people out, especially within like real estate. If, you know, I've had clients where, we get down to the final wire and they're short a thousand dollars, you know? And I know that some agents will be like, oh, well, I'm not helping with a thousand. Like they better go ask their cousin, auntie, boyfriend, best friend, whatever, somebody, because they're not willing to give up a thousand dollars of their commission. For me, I know if I get that thousand dollars up, I'm gonna get it back. So I definitely feel like that was a really good book. I try to read Think and Grow Rich. I'm gonna have to revisit that one, but um. I wish I had more time to read. I'm really working on giving myself more time to read for sure. So. Yeah, definitely got to do that. Cause I haven't been reading that much lately either. I just been so like in the moment, living in the moment, doing like being so busy with everything, like trying to juggle doing like podcast docs and like um, I'm working on doing this Amazon thing with the reselling. So mm. it's just been a whole bunch of stuff. So reading, I definitely got to like put aside time for that because like it's easy to just lay down and not do nothing. But yeah, you got any plans for the future um, for like Black San Diego or your real estate business? Um, Hopefully retire. <laughs> that is my, <laughs> my future plans. Um, I... I mean, I take it year by year for sure. Um, but definitely I don't want to work forever. Um, I want to build a foundation. I want to build my legacy and then I want to get out. Um, a lot of times realtors don't have an exit plan. So they work until they die because I mean, we're in a business that in an industry that we can work until we take our final breath and I don't want to do that, you know? So, um, definitely trying to build the sac realty um solid foundation to where 
get some really good agents. They can work. And I'm just, I'm here, you know, I'm here to guide. I'm here to be a broker. Um, Black San Diego, I want to see this thing go as far as it can go. Um, I definitely feel like we have something in the community. Um, I would love to see it in other states, you know, um, across the world. So that way, Black-owned businesses can get the resources and stuff that they need to be successful. Um, so that's what my vision is for Black San Diego. I know that's going to take a team to definitely do that. But I just see that there's so many people struggling in business when they don't have to. Um, so that's definitely what I see. But like I said, I don't, I don't want to work forever. That's just not my, it's not my plan. Um, I definitely want to travel. So um, yeah, yes. the, the, possibilities, <laughs> the possibilities is endless with um, Black San Diego right. and like people are going to keep coming to San Diego and like me, I love San Diego, but I'm still in the group. So it's like, it's gonna, right. it's a reoccurring thing. Like if um, I'm in a group and I see people looking for something, I could tag people that I know in San Diego. So like right. that group could grow to over a million if you, if you let it, but it'll take time. Like you said. Right. For sure, for sure. Yeah, so for the part, most part, I don't, um, I don't went through all the notes I had. <laughs> I okay. Had, <laughs> um, no worries. I, I got, I um, no, you're all good. I have, a, um, I have my next meeting <laughs> at, um, oh, yeah, in like 10 minutes and stuff, you know, and okay. then I'm, I'm, I'm off for the, yeah then I'm all it's fine like I be stacking sometimes um my nice. meetings back to back um so, so close <laughs> but it out, no you, it's all good he let people yeah. know how to find you yes so um so Black San Diego you can find us on Facebook um Black San Diego we are a group so you can request to join um you do not have to be um from San Diego to join. You do not have to be Black to join. We allow any and everybody in the group. However, we just ask that um, you be a Black-owned business in San Diego in order to promote your business um, from there. Um, so you can find us on Instagram as well at Black San Diego. We're also on Twitter as Black San Diego. Um, as far as real estate services, you can find me at sacrealty.com. And I am on Instagram as I love Shea, and that's I love, and then S H E E Y A. Um, so those are all the platforms that you can um, really connect with me and grow with me. So yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, I want to thank you again for taking the time. You have a busy. I know you have a busy schedule, so this is pretty dope. I appreciate it. And, um, for sure thanks for having me thanks for thinking of me and all that other good stuff so i appreciate it of course i'm trying to put on for the black community like you all right, thank you all right, all right well don't be a stranger i'll be around for sure all right all right y'all right, um i'm gonna close it out um if you have it yet you can go ahead and check my book out. I also have a book called For the Love of Black Women. It's available on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. And also it's available as an ebook on all platforms. 
So if you want to contact me for also do photo photography, you can find me on Instagram at vivid.view. And yeah, thank you. I just want to thank anybody who's still listening at this point for even um, being here, listening to this podcast, because nowadays it's, it's not really easy to get support, especially when you're first starting out a business. So thank you again. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please drop a review and subscribe. Until next time, peace.